Good evening. Good evening. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am so excited about um, this week's podcast and I'm excited about the series and what God has been doing throughout the I Am series. If you are new to this platform, we are um, I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated. We where we inspire others to fulfill their God-given purpose in spite of their imperfections. So that's what this platform is about every single week. Some God gives me something to empower and uplift those that feel as though, you know, I've made mistakes and I have flaws and I have imperfections and God can't choose to, God can't use me, but I beg to differ. And I'm a living, breathing example and a testimony of that God can use you in spite of your imperfections. So that's what this platform is about. And this series has been all about that. And different people have been blessed. I've been blessed by it, going back and looking at the videos or just listening to it on our various podcast channels, which is available to you on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so many more channels. So if you don't want to watch it and you just want to listen to it at your own convenience, it is available to you. Um, it's available. Every single podcast that we have is available um, on those different podcast channels. So this is the first night that we are live on our very own Facebook channel, which is I Am A Perfectly Perfect Incorporated. And those of you that are followers on this channel, I'm I'm doing something different because God has said, all right, I need you to make this Facebook page more live. I need you to make your Instagram page more live. And um, those of you follow me, I've been doing lives on my personal Facebook page, but I need to separate the two. So um, this is the first live we're doing on here, and I'm excited to just um, expand the Imperfectly Perfect community and have more people to learn about this platform and be encouraged and be uplifted on a weekly basis. So let's say a word of prayer. We're going to get into review. I didn't go live last week, um, but we're going to do a review of what we talked about the last time I met with you guys. And then we're going to get into tonight's podcast, which I'm excited about. So let's say a word of prayer. So Father God, I just thank you, Holy Spirit, God, for who you are. I thank you, Father God, for who you continue to be in our lives. I thank you, Father God, for being present, God, for being consistent, God, in our lives. I thank you, Father God, for tonight's podcast. I thank you, God, for this platform, God, that you choose, chose to use me, God, to be a light, to be, Father God, a vessel, God, to speak life into um, your children, Father, every single week. God, I thank you, Father God, for what you're going to do tonight, God, and that you will move mightily, God, through your, um, through me, Holy Spirit, God, that you would decrease me and that you would increase, God, heavily, God, throughout this podcast. God, I come against every technical difficulty right now in the name of Jesus that may try to hinder God your perfect will from being done Holy Spirit God that you would um, penetrate the hearts of the people, God, for them to receive what you have to say through me, Holy Spirit. Father God, may healing, breakthrough, deliverance and take place, salvation, rededication take place tonight. God, may every person, God, that um, has an encounter, God, and um, has an interaction, God, with tonight's podcast, God, never be the same, God, and never, God, be the same again. So, Holy Spirit, most importantly, I ask that, Father God, that you get all the glory, all the honor and praise, God, that is due to your name. And I thank you in Jesus name I pray amen all right welcome 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 on Instagram and on Facebook thank you guys so much for tuning in and 
Yeah, some comments. Oh, my mom is on here. Mom, if you can please let people know that I'm on the I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated Facebook page. They're probably like, oh, I thought she was going on, you know, her personal. Nope. We're starting something new is what God wants. So this is what we're going to do. So, guys, let's get into the review of what we talked about last time. We have been on this I Am series since I've been back. You guys know that I took a um, sabbatical when I got married. And since I've been back, God gave me uh, a series to start. And it's a series full of affirmations. And um, I thought that tonight was going to be the wrap of it. But God keeps downloading to my spirit more affirmations. So I'm going to continue this series until God leads me to wrap it up. Um, it's important that we understand who God has called us to be and who um, God says that we are so that we can cancel out everything that the enemy has tried to convince us and manipulate us into thinking that we are. When God says, I am, which is what we've been learning about, when God says, I am, um, he's, he's saying who he says that we are. So we have to be very careful um, what we say out of our mouths when we say I am because life and death is in the power of the tongue. We have learned about that, that anytime we say I am, we are making a declaration or making an affirmation of who we believe that we are in our present present um, selves. So last time we had worked together, we were on the topic of I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer and I don't have time to go into the whole uh, topic because it was a lot of information, <laughs> a lot of information. And I don't want to take away from what God is sharing with me tonight. But overcome is means succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty. And the other definition that I had for overcome was to gain the victory, win, conquer. So when we're saying that we're all in that we are an overcomer, we're saying that we're victorious, we're saying that we're winners, we're saying that we're conquerors over all the trials and tribulations that we are faced because the word of God lets us know that um, we will be faced with trials and tribulations, but we will conquer over them. That no weapon that forms us against us, we will be able to prosper. So weapons will form against us. But they won't be able to prosper. Why? Because God has created us to be victorious through him. We are winners through Christ. We are conquerors through Christ. So those are the things we learned about. We also talked about how to overcome trials and tribulations. One of the ones that I'll quickly go over is to have faith. Have faith. We are overcomers because we have faith and believe in Jesus Christ. We cannot overcome. We cannot actually believe that we're victorious if we don't have faith. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You have to believe it and before you actually will receive it. God wants to see if we actually believe what he's already said and spoken over our lives. And then other, the other thing that we went over were some rewards given to an overcomer. I went over nine different ones. If you want to um, learn about more of this, it is available. This podcast is available on our Facebook page and also on our Instagram channel. And it's available on all of our podcast channels. But a couple of them that I'll go over briefly is we'll be, we will be able to eat from the tree of life, which is the paradise of God. And another one, 
that um, I talked about is that that there will be no more crying, no more death, no more sorrow, no more anguish or pain in heaven. All of those things that we have to experience as um, human beings on earth, it will be no more. It will be no more. So again, if you didn't get a chance to see it, it's available to you, but I must move on because I want to really get into tonight's um, podcast for the evening. So tonight's topic, tonight's topic is I am imperfectly perfect. I am imperfectly perfect, which is the name of this great platform that God has given me to um, give, be ahead of, and to be a part of my ministry. And I was like, okay, God, is this corny? <laughs> you know, sometimes we'd be like, all right, is this like a, like a shameless plug? And all of that. And God was like, no, this is your platform. And when I downloaded this name for your ministry and your spirit, it's a it's a declaration. It's an affirmation of um, all of those that I have chosen you to speak life into every single week. I am imperfectly perfect. And I'm like, okay, God, I see where you're going here. And so tonight we're going to learn what I am imperfectly perfect is. I know it's been a minute and I know I, I talk about it briefly, but we're going to get more into depth what God truly means when he says, I, he, when he tells us that, that we are imperfectly perfect. Because I'm telling you, just to give you those who are new followers, to give you a brief background of, um, I can't believe it, four years ago, back in 2017, August of 2000, no, actually July. Um, but I gave uh, started it in August, and I had just finished a thirty day <laughs> consecration. Uh, my good friend Nikita, sister Nikita, um, she was doing a production, a theater production, and in order for us to um, be able to use for God's glory, she called God led for us to be on a thirty day consecration, and I was just. I just made a commitment to God to say, Lord, I want to change for real this time. I don't want it to go on a fast or a consecration and still, um, after I get off, go back to the same habits, go back to the same uh, relationships, go back to the same mindsets. I don't want to do that anymore. And so I said, Lord, if you take the taste out of my mouth for alcohol, God, I will never take drink again. Lord, if you change my mind, Father, I won't go back to the old ways of thinking. And when I made that commitment, God changed my life. And at the end of that consecration, God placed, all he said was, I am imperfectly perfect. And I said, God, what is that? Or he's really, I said, what is imperfectly perfect? I'm like, I don't understand. I've never used that phrase. I've never even seen or heard anybody use that phrase. And God began to just reveal to me what he desired for me to do. And in that, in that particular season, it was really gearing, gearing towards Christian singles. And I was single, I was newly out of a relationship. And I was like, okay, God, I'm trying to do this thing the right way. And I'm trying to have an abstinent lifestyle and trying to, you know, um, to do things and live and have a life full of purity. And 
what better way to do that by encouraging others and having a company of people that um, are trying to do the same thing. And so I was, I felt like I was not worthy of the platform because I'm like, God, I'm trying to get my life together and you're choosing me to do this. But through this platform, I'm telling you, I'm so grateful for this platform because it's made me who I am today. And trust me, I am no way, shape or form perfect and never will be. And we're going to get into that more as we go throughout this topic. But I'm grateful for it because it held me accountable of my actions. It held me accountable of my actions because I had people that were looking at me that was like, oh, okay, wow, Trey is doing it, then I can do it too. If Trey is going to be abstinent, then I can do. If, if Trey is pushing in spite of, no, although she knows she has flaws, although she knows she has imperfections and God is using her, then God will use me too. And that's what it's all about. So I am imperfectly perfect. Let's break this word down. Hi, Melissa. Thank you. And one of my faithful followers, I thank God so much for you. I really, really do. Thank you so much for your support. Imperfectly. Let's break down the word imperfectly. Imperfectly is in a way that contains faults or mistakes, not completely or perfectly. So it's in a way that contains faults or mistakes. So when you are using imperfectly is a um, an adverb. So you are, you have faults, you have mistakes. And last time I checked, we all have, have made mistakes. We all are imperfect. Nobody's perfect by who? Jesus. God, the Holy Spirit, the whole Trinity, they are the only ones that is perfect. Why? Because we are filled with sin. We are simple creatures and we make mistakes. But perfect, when you combine the two words imperfectly and perfect, perfect is two definitions I have for you. Number one, perfect is make something completely free from faults or defects or as close to such a condition as possible. Whew. And the part that got me at the end of this definition says, or as close to such a condition as possible. Because if you think about it imperfectly perfect, God says we will never be made perfect, not while we are in our human flesh. But we will become as close to it as possible. How? How so? I'll get to that in a moment. The other definition that I have that really stuck out to me, perfect is improve, refine. One of my favorite songs is by uh, Maverick City um, Music. And my God, refiner is one of my favorites. Refiner, to refine means to free from moral imperfection. To free from moral imperfection. When God says he's making us perfect, he's freeing us from all of our imperfections. Is he telling us that we'll never make a mistake again? No. Is he telling us that we will never have be flawed while we're in our human flesh? No. But we're made perfect through who? Christ. 
and we'll go to a scripture in a moment, but the rest of this definition says, elevate, elevate to improve or perfect by pruning or polishing. You think about refining, you think about things that are such as goals, things that are such as uh, gems that are precious. If you think about sculptures, when they are um, making a sculpture and after it's, it's in its clay state, but then they let it dry and they begin to polish it and they begin to just, um, they continue to just mold it and shape it until it is in its perfect state. No cracks, no, bu no bruises. It's molded and it's shaped and it's shiny and it has such a beautiful outer in, but what's inside because sometimes you can have vases and then they have cracks inside on the outside it looks like it's good but the inside it had oh thank you Jesus but the inside it has cracks that's who we are we're we're that vase that on the outside it looks all good and, and pure and and just perfected but on the inside, it may have different cracks and it may have imperfections but on the outside. Whew, if it wasn't for Jesus, where would we be? So, and to put it all together, imperfectly perfect. To be imperfectly perfect is mean that we are perfected through Christ. We are perfected through Christ. In spite of our flaws, in spite of our imperfections, we are perfected through Christ. That's what this platform is about. That is who we all are as believers. And when we get an understanding of that, the better, the quicker we get a better understanding of that, the more we will not um, criticize ourselves or the more we won't uh, punish ourselves because sometimes what do I mean by that is that when we make mistakes a lot of times we we batter ourselves a lot of times we are our worst critics and we're like man why did I have to do that and you start name calling yourself and you start declaring what the enemy is saying saying that I'm stupid and I'm a loser and I'm, I'm a failure because you made a mistake. But God said that we will make mistakes, but we are perfected through him. So when we understand that in moments where we make mistakes, but God loves us, that God will still choose to use us, not saying that we just stay in that which we're going to get into later on. We don't stay in that, but we can't allow ourselves to dwell on mistakes that we make because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So how do we become imperfectly perfect? Simple, through Christ. Through Christ, that is how we become imperfectly perfect. And two scriptures that I'm going to share with you is one of the ones that as believers, a lot of us should know. And if you don't know, I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version tonight. And it's Philippians 4.13. 
And it says, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me oof, with inner strength and confident peace. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, husband. <laughs> so when we listen to that scripture, and I love the Amplified Version because it goes more in depth and breaks down what the scripture means. And thinking about the scripture, I think about today and at work and i have a pleasure of working with the kindergartners and they're learning how to write they're learning so many different things and it's just fresh on their brain and sometimes they get frustrated because they wow i can't write this letter right or wow i can't sound i can't pronounce it in the correct manner and sometimes they may say out of their mouths i can't I can't do it. And it's, it's up to me as, as their teacher, as their, their aide or assistant, whatever you want to put me as, to make sure that when they say that, that I don't allow them to dwell in that. That I turn that thing around and say, you know what? No, we don't say can't. And I begin to affirm two of the students today. They both just say, I can't do it, Miss Trainees. And I said, you can do it. And they said, and I said, you know why? And they said, why? And I began to say the scripture and I said, repeat after me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And they began to say it. And my God, I was so blessed today because, and I can get emotional because thinking about a child that is five and six years old. And when you begin to speak life into them and to see Jesus, to see their lives be changed. Because after I spoke into their lives and I spoke that scripture over them and we began, I said, all right, so we're going to try this again, right? And they said, all right, Miss Trainees. So they begin to write, you know, their letter, their letter H. And then I begin to, um, what's the word that Miss Kia uses? I begin to model. There we go. I begin to model it to them. Okay, this is how we write it. So I begin to be the example for them. And as we go step by step by how to actually write the letter H or other letters that we were working on, they begin to follow, oh, Jesus, they begin to follow the directions. And as they follow the directions, they got it right. So what they couldn't do before, because they didn't know how, once I showed them the way, they tried it again, and they believed that what I said to them, that you can do all things through Christ, they tried it again, and they got it right. And you know what they said after that? It said, Miss Trainees, I got it. I did it. And I said, yes. And I said the scripture to them again. I said, why? Because you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. And the smile that was on their face just warmed my heart to make an impact on a child, for them to have that and brand it on their heart 
to know that whatever they put their mind to through Christ, they can do. And that's the same for us. So if a child that is five or six years old can, within an instant, I'm telling you, within minutes, their mindset was changed. Imagine what can happen if we start saying the same thing. That I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Another scripture that I want to go to is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 10 in the Amplified Version. This is one of my favorites as well. And it says, Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might leave me. But he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Look at the word sufficient again. My grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough. Always available. My God, God said always available. Continuing on, it says, regardless of the situation, for my power is for being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, this is Paul talking, therefore I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. So I am well pleased with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, and with difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak in human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. My God, that is so powerful, guys. We need to have the attitude of Paul that when he realized that that Jesus, that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness, is made perfect in our imperfections, is made perfect in our flaws. That when we truly understand that, then he said, again, he said that, therefore I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold in me. Basically, Paul is saying that I won't be ashamed of my weaknesses. I won't be ashamed of my imperfections. Why? Because God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. So on the platform like this, I'm able to share my testimony of how God delivered me, how God set me free. Why? Because God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. I am able, by me sharing my testimony, I'm able to be a blessing to somebody else to show them that God has changed me and he will do the same for you. We are imperfectly perfect people. We are perfected through Christ. So now that we have an understanding, we have an understanding of what imperfectly perfect means and how we become imperfectly perfect. Let's talk about some keys to maintaining an imperfectly perfect lifestyle. Because as we've been talking about throughout the series is that use an example of um, when you... Um, when you get grades and how the teachers always say is it's easy to get an A, but it's harder to keep an A. 
Why? Because in order to maintain something, you have to work at it. You have to keep with it. You have to um, do necessary things and make sure that you don't fall off to make sure you have to obtain great habits. You have to have, um, what is the word, Holy Spirit? I can't think of it right now, but you have to have a routine. You have to have um, different things that you do, whether it's affirmations or studying habits or um, different. If I know for me, when it came to studying, I use note cards. Note cards is what helped me. So you have to understand what is it that is going to be beneficial for you that can help you in this lifestyle to maintain an imperfectly perfect lifestyle to me, meaning that you will not be ashamed of your mistakes. You will not be ashamed of your imperfection. Doesn't mean that you continue to um, purposely make mistakes. No, we're going to make mistakes because we are imperfectly perfect. But do we strive to make mistakes? No, we do not. We strive to fulfill our God-given purpose. We strive to make sure that we are doing the will of the Lord. But sometimes we're going to make it. We're going to, we're going to have flaws. But through Christ, God shows us a better way. God shows us his way. And we learn. We learn through experience. So keys to maintaining an imperfectly perfect lifestyle. Number one. Giving up things that are pleasing to our flesh. That's number one. We got to give up things that are not like Christ. If you truly want to live this life and live it right for God, you got to separate yourselves from things that are from your old lifestyle. That means separating from relationships that means separating from friendships that are not like Christ the people that and they could very well be saved but maybe they're that's not the connection that God wants you to have in this season any longer because where you're going they can't go with you and sometimes I, oh where they're saved I don't understand where you're going, they can't go with you. You may not understand it right now, but I'm telling you, when you get to that point in your life, if you're obedient to God and you actually get to that point in your life and you're like, wow, God, I realized why I had to disconnect from that person. I realized why I had to separate. Why? Because maybe my commitment would have been more to them and my loyalty would have been more to them than it is supposed to be for you. Sometimes we're so, oh, I think my pastor said it this, this um, past Sunday that sometimes we're so busy trying to be loyal to people that we forget that we're our first priority is to be loyal to God. So whatever he's telling us to do, our response should be, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's our response. But yet we come to him with a thousand excuses. Yet we come to him. But God, I don't. Oh, my gosh. We talked about this throughout the series of how Moses, when God was calling for him to go out, calling for him to go out and to be used um, to free the Israelites from Egypt because they were in bondage. They were in slavery. 
Moses, what did he do? He started giving God all these excuses. He starts talking about God. I have a speech impediment and Lord, I can't go back there because I murdered somebody there. And I'm like, you know, he, he was coming up with all of this stuff. And God had to tell him, I have you covered. I have you covered. I God's telling him, I know about all of this. I know about every flaw. I know about every single mistake that you've made. But guess what? I'm still choosing to use you. And I need you to trust me. So even in moments when we're when we have a thousand excuses, God is like, listen, keep your excuses at the door. All God is requiring for us to say yes. God is looking for us to be available. God is looking for us to be available. You don't have an education, okay? You don't have the money, okay? You may not be able to see, okay? You may not be able to hear. You may not be able to talk. You may not be able to read. And I'm not saying these things to belittle anybody because there are so many people that are in the word of God that, that had these inabilities, but God used them mightily. We are imperfectly perfect people. What may be a flaw naturally, God will use that as a platform for you. So that you can be relatable to other people. You may have been an ex-drug addict. Keyword X. And because God delivers you from that, God will use you to speak to other people that have struggled in that area of drugs. And you can be a blessing to them because you can relate to, to having that addiction. And God will use you to bring forth deliverance and breakthrough in their lives. So when Paul says, I boast in my imperfections, I boast in my flaws, I boast in my mistakes. Say, I boast in it. I boast in it. Why? Because God is, is going to use me in spite of my imperfections, in spite of the mistakes that I made. That makes me who I am in Christ. God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. So, back to my notes. So, in giving up things that are pleasing to our flesh, let's go to Matthew chapter 19, verse 21 through 24. <clears throat> in the Amplified Version, it says, Jesus answered him, if you wish to be perfect, that is, have the spiritual maturity that accompanies godly character with no moral or ethical deficiencies, go and sell what you have and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me, becoming my disciple, believing and trusting in me, and walking the same path of life that I walk. But when the young man heard this, he left grieving and distressed. For he owned much property and had many possessions, which he treasured more than his relationship with God, Jesus. Verse 23 says, Jesus said to his disciples, 
I assure you and most solemnly say to you, it is difficult for a rich man who clings to possessions and status as security to enter the kingdom, kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man who places his faith and wealth and status to enter the kingdom of God. Wow. This is what God is talking about. When we have a desire to be perfected through Christ, we have to be willing to give up things. And what I love about in verse 21, it says, and come follow me becoming my disciple, believing and trusting in me and walking the same path of life I walk. How are we going to follow Christ? How are we going to come and follow him if we are still holding on to mindsets, if we are still holding on to possessions, if we are still holding on to relationships, if we are still holding on to these things? Why? Because we value things more, as it said in verse 22, it says that for he owned much property and he had many possessions, which he treasured more than his relationship with God. When we choose, oh my gosh, when we choose to stay in um to stay in a friendship or to stay in a job or to stay in a state that God told you to leave from, you're telling God, I choose this over you. God, I know what you said, but I choose this over you because I'm just, I, I can't see myself doing it. I can't see myself separating from my hometown. God, I know you're, you're telling me to go to another country and to, and to speak and, and to minister and to lay hands on the sick and to um, be a missionary. But God, I can't, I can't see myself separating from my hometown because um, it's so familiar. I've gotten so familiar with these things over here. And I can't see myself sacrificing. You're telling God that you choose that over him. You can't see yourself. And the reason why you don't want to leave is that, God, I have food and I have clothing and I have a job and I have um, a house and I have all of these things over here. But God, if you're calling to me, calling to me, calling for me to be a missionary, a third world country that doesn't have food i don't know where the money's going to come from what are you doing giving god excuses but rest assured when god gives us an assignment when god gives us a purpose to complete god has already considered everything that we need god is the ultimate source so whatever resource that we need God has, has the provision. All we got to do is believe. All we have to do is believe. Are you going to believe? Do you believe that God will use you in spite of your flaws? Do you believe that tonight? Back to, to the point. Keys to maintaining an imperfectly perfect lifestyle. Number one, again, was giving up things that are pleasing to our flesh. Number two, allow our minds to be renewed daily. Allow our minds to be renewed daily. What does renew mean? In a nutshell, it means focus on godly matters. 
our minds should be focused on godly matters, not on our own agenda, not on what somebody else says you should do. What is God leading you to do? How how has God, um, what is God telling us to live? How is God showing us to live our life? Focus on godly matters. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2 in the Amplified Version says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. So me focus on godly, on godly matters. All of those things, well, all those other things will be canceled out. The desires, God's, when God says that I will give you the desires of your heart, God places in our heart what to desire. So now that we, our mind is constantly being renewed the plan and that we once had for ourselves, maybe you had desired to be married by a certain time, or maybe you wanted to have um, to make six figures or seven, seven figures by a certain age, or maybe you wanted to uh, live in a, a certain state, but God may call for you to stay where you are. Maybe it's not meant for you to get married when you thought you were going to get married. Maybe it's still some pruning, some refining that needs to take place in your life. And God's saying that you're not yet ready for it. Are you going to be like the man that we just read about? And go and go, hmm, Jesus, and go back to your possessions because you can't just separate from it. Or are you going to be a disciple and leave? Whew, leave those things behind. The disciples, when God visited them, and whoo, Jesus, he went to Matthew, and Matthew was a, a tax collector. Matthew left all of that behind to follow Jesus. Every disciple that Jesus had left those things left their possessions, left their jobs, left their families to follow Jesus. Why? Because they believed in Jesus. They believed in, in him. They believed in what he can do. They believed in what, he's, uh, what he stood for. They left everything behind to follow him. to learn from him, to sit under him. Are you willing to do that? Leave those things behind. Number three, 
have to be willing to endure have to be willing to endure what does endure mean suffer <laughs> not just suffer but suffers which is something painful or difficult patiently you got to be willing to suffer patiently not suffer and complain not suffer and murmur suffer patiently and i know it's not easy i'm not going to sit up here and act like i'm perfect in that because i'm not there were certain things happening in your life you're like oh you naturally want to like complain or naturally want to say god why why do i have to go through this but when you understand that trials and tribulations come to test us to test our faith in god when we are faced with trials and tribulations our mindset should be lord was it what is it that you're trying to teach me through this what is it that you're trying to teach me through this trial through this tribulation that i am um dealing with in this season and when you get it when god reveals that answer to you god will give you the strength god will give you a peace of mind god will give you strategies god will let you know how to go through this thing because the key thing is to go through it and to not to be stuck suffer patiently god didn't cause it to happen but he allows it to happen which we're going to read in james chapter 1 verse 2 through 4. James chapter 1 through 2, through 2, verse 2 through 4, excuse me. It says, in the Amplified Version, it says, Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. So as we see that when we endure, that the testing of our faith, it produces endurance, which basically gives us spiritual maturity and inner peace. And then God is saying that let our endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that we may be perfect and, and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. So we're all is like full circle. God tests our faith. He produces endurance, which basically gives us to be more mature in the spirit. And then our faith will begin to increase every trial that we're faced, every tribulation that we're faced with. And we will be past the test. This is the key. Passing the test. Every time we pass the test that we're faced with, our faith only goes higher. Because we can look back at the thing and say, wow, I was I lost my job and I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills. But God told me to trust him. And I had faith to know that God said he's my provider. So when I had faith and I activated my faith, God made a way. Why? Because he's a way maker. And now 
you may be faced with another situation where, where your finances are being affected. You say, you know what? If God did it for me before, again. So now your faith level has increased because you already passed that test. You already endured patiently. You already suffered patiently during that for um with something similar. So now it's nothing for you to believe that God would make a way because he did it before for you before. It produces endurance. Trials and tribulations and produces endurance. When you make a mistake, thank you, Holy Ghost. When you make a mistake, do you look at a mistake and you beat yourself down? No. You look at your mistake and say, okay, I realized what I did. I'm going to repent for it, which is going to be our next point. I'm going to repent for it. And then I'm saying, Lord, show me the ways to how to do it right the next time. When you face, woof, Jesus, when you look at your mistakes as a way of teaching you, my God, instead of um, condemning you, because that's not the way of the Lord for us to be condemned, convicted, yes, but not condemned. When you look at it a way for it to teach you, okay, I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have reacted that way. Because I reacted that way, I know that my attitude needs to be checked. So, Lord, show me how to get my attitude in order so that I don't react that way the next time. When you begin to look at those at your mistakes and your flaws as a teaching moment, my God, your life is being changed. Your mind is being renewed because you're saying, Lord, I realize that I'm flawed in this area. And if it wasn't for you, God, I won't be able to be better. So God, I need you to show me the way. And then you may have failed the test that time. But now that you looked at that as a teaching moment, the next time you're faced with um, a, a test where it's testing your attitude and maybe you may cuss somebody out the other time, but now you're faced with another situation and you like, oh, your flesh wants to cuss them out. But you're like, you know what? God already showed me how to handle this. And you handle it in the right manner. And God said, man, you got it. You passed the test. Now you can move on. I love how God teaches us. How God teaches us, teaches us that that he's going to love us in spite of us making mistakes because Every time we make a mistake, he's only teaching us to be better. He's teaching us to be better. Number four, repent. Keys to maintaining an imperfectly perfect lifestyle, repent. This is the thing, guys. Everything that I've mentioned thus far is one thing after another giving up things that are pleasing to our to our flesh, allowing our minds to be renewed daily, endure, repent. Because the thing is, just like we said, we're going to fall. The word of God says we all fall short of God's glory. So we're going to fall. But the important thing is that we repent when we do fall. 
What does repent mean? Be remorseful. Be truly sorry for what you have done. And what? Get this. Make a decision not to do it again. Because sometimes people repent and then they purposefully go back and do the same thing because they are looking at repentance in the wrong perspective. Repentance is not our get out of jail free card to just go back and start sinning again. No. Repentance is saying, Lord, I realized what I did. It was out of your will. So Lord, I am taking this moment to repent and to show you that I'm truly remorseful for my actions. And God, I'm asking you for you to be strong through me Why? Because your strength is made perfect in my weakness and God, so I'm repenting to you and I ask that you give me strength to not turn and go back to do what I just did. Why? Because I know it's out of your will. Luke chapter 13, verse two through five and the Amplified Version says, I'll read from verse one. It says, just at that time, some people came who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate, the governor, had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus replied to them, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than other Galileans because they have suffered in this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, change your old way of thinking, turn from your sinful ways and live changed lives, you you will all likewise perish. Or do you assume that those 18 or whom the tower in um, Cilium fell and killed were worse sinners than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, change your old way of thinking, turn from your sinful ways and live changed lives, you will all likewise perish. My God, Jesus, (laughs) I love the way he always found moments to teach. He was the greatest teacher that ever lived on this earth. The greatest teacher. That any time that he was presented with an opportunity, even though those that he taught didn't always take heed to what he had to say, but he made known in this moment that it's important for us to repent. And I love how the Amplified Version says to repent means change your old way of thinking, turn from your simple ways, and then live changed lives. So it's important. That's why we have to make sure our mind is renewed. So that we have the ability to turn away from our sinful ways and then now live changed lives. Why? Because repentance means that I'm not going back to that same thing that I did before. I'm not going to to do that anymore. Why? Because it's not the will of the Lord. And the last point that I have for you. Peace to maintaining and imperfectly perfect lifestyle. Number five, keep going even when you make mistakes. Keep going even when you make mistakes. Keep going even when you make mistakes. How the enemy gets us is that when we make mistakes, he likes to 
uh, torment our minds so that we dwell on what we did so that we will be in a state of complacency, be in a state of being stuck. Because we keep replaying the situation in our minds. Wow, I, I'm supposed to be saved. And, and they saw me, listen, they saw me cuss them out. And I don't know what they're going to say. And da, 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 da. listen, okay, was it right what you did? No, it wasn't. But after you repent, when we repent, we're telling God that we're remorseful for our wrongdoings and saying, making a commitment not to go back. And when we do that, God wipes the slate clean. Why? Because Jesus already paid the price for our sins. He wipes the slate clean and where our sins are forgiven. So why are we still dwelling on sins that have already been forgotten about, that have already been forgiven for? Because when Jesus, when God says, I'd like to stay clean, God has already forgotten about it. Done. It's no longer. But we keep dwelling on those things that God is saying is not even in existence anymore. Why do we keep going back why do we keep allowing ourselves to replay those mistakes and we keep allowing ourselves to replay those um our past we're not that person anymore you're not that person anymore i want you to get that in your mind that who you were before christ you are no longer that person who you were before you repented, you are no longer that person. Stop dwelling on your mistakes. Stop allowing yourself to replay it in your mind. Stop allowing the enemy to torment you and, and convincing you that God won't use you because of the mistakes you made. The devil is the liar and I cast him in a pit of hell for which he came. Why? Because we learned tonight that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. We learned tonight that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. We learned tonight that when God allows us to be tested, our faith to be tested in trials and tribulations to teach us how to be better, to produce endurance in us. And that causes us to be mature in the spirit. We learn tonight that we have the ability to repent, to turn from our wicked ways, our sinful nature, and then choose to move forward. We have the ability to do so. So we will no longer allow ourselves to be tormented by the enemy. Keep going even when you make mistakes, because trust me, you're going to make them. We all are going to make mistakes. But what we do after we make the mistake is the key. What you do after you make the mistake is the key. So let's look at what Paul says. And this is, this scripture is a part of I Am Perfectly Perfect's mission. Philippians 3.12. And I'm going to read further in for, um, to 13 and 14 in the Amplified Version. We already, Paul, listen, I love Paul because he has such a 
Holy Ghost boldness about him. He just was so confident in who he was in Christ. So in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14, it says, Amplified, says, not that I have already obtained it, this goal of being Christ-like. Or have already been made perfect, but I actively press on so that I may take hold of that perfection for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made me his own. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my made it my own yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies ahead and behind, excuse me, and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is like, listen, I never said I was perfect. I never even said I even reached perfection. But listen, I'm telling you this. I'm pressing toward the mark of the high calling. I'm not going to allow myself to keep looking at behind me because if you're looking behind you, how are you going to move forward? If you're looking behind you, how are you going to move forward? If God says I've forgiven you and God is calling you to do other things and giving you other assignments, but you keep dwelling on your past, you keep dwelling on the mistakes that you made, how are you going to move forward? Stop looking at what happened in your past because your past will hinder your present and therefore canceling out your future if you keep looking behind you your past will hinder your present and then eventually cancel out your future I encourage you tonight as we go over the five points again, keys to maintaining in a, in a perfectly perfect lifestyle. Make sure that you're that whatever it is that God is asking you to give up in a season that is pleasing to your flesh, but and is not in God's will, give it up. Surrender. Let it go. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Allow your minds, number two, allow your minds to be renewed daily, which means focus on godly matters. Whatever God's agenda is in this season in your lives, focus on that. Stay focused. Number three, endure. Suffer without complaining. Suffer without murmuring. Ask God. Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this season that, I, that I'm faced with this trial, faced with this test? Number four, when you do fall, because the word of God says we all fall short of God's glory, make sure you repent. Turn from your sinful ways and move forward and apply what was learned to your lives. And then number five, Make sure you keep going after you make mistakes. Don't look behind you any longer. It's time to move forward. It's time to move forward. I pray that everybody was encouraged and uplifted this evening. This has been such a blessing to be able to 
affirm you guys every single week and it's definitely been a blessing to me and i got a better understanding of i am imperfectly perfect and god has been just blessing me and just downloading revelation to me and i'm i'm just excited and um privileged and honored to be able to share it with you guys every single week and i pray that you take notes that you are really taking notes and um applying it to your life because the word of god says it's important that we're not just hearers of the word but we are doers of the word making sure that whatever we learn whatever we learn through god's word that we actually are doers by applying it to our lives so i i pray that you take those keys i pray that you take the revelation that was shared with you tonight and actually apply it to your life and before we end i want you to say this affirmation I am imperfectly perfect. Type it in the chat. I am imperfectly perfect because when you understand that, you realize that in spite of your flaws, in spite of your imperfections, God will use you. Why? Because our God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. So with that being said, for those of you that don't know Jesus Christ, and as you were listening to this podcast and we're talking about being imperfectly perfect and you're like, what is that? What is that all about? And we're talking about our flaws and you're like, wow, I've made mistakes in my life. And I didn't, I don't think that, didn't think that I would be worthy of God or even being in his presence. But I learned tonight that God's strength is made perfect in my weakness that God will use me even though I'm a sinner and even though I made mistakes. And now that I know that, I want to be connected to Jesus. I want to accept him into my life as my Lord and Savior. If you're ready to make that decision tonight, I encourage you to say this prayer of salvation with me with your hands raised letting Jesus know that you're ready to surrender. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I have made mistakes in my life. But Jesus, I've learned tonight that you love me in spite of my flaws, that you love me in spite of the mistakes that I made. And Jesus, I believe that you died for me, for my sins. You paid the price just for me so that I can have life eternally. I believe in my heart and I confess in my mouth that you are my Lord and Savior. And I thank you, Jesus, that you come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. God, show me the way, renew my mind, Transform me, mold and shape me. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me a chance to get right into a relationship with you. So, Jesus, I thank you and I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
If you pray that prayer of salvation, welcome, welcome, welcome into the family of God, into the body of Christ. Guess what? This is your birthday. You are a new creature. All those old things are behind you. Behold, all things are new before you. It's no reason for you to look back because who you were a minute ago, you are no longer that person anymore. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your life. Thank you, Jesus that he saved you. Hallelujah. One last call for those of you that have once had a relationship with Jesus, but maybe you stepped out of from under God's grace and you allowed your mistakes to get the betterment of you. You allowed your past to control you. You allowed those imperfections to cause you into thinking that I can't be used by God. And why would God wanted to have a relationship with me? You allowed yourself to be deceived. But guess what? Jesus loves you so much that he's willing to give you another chance. If you're willing to come back home. Because that thing that we talked about, repentance, that's all you have to do is repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry for turning my back on you. And Jesus will wipe the slate clean and give you another chance. Doesn't matter what you did. Doesn't matter what you said. Doesn't matter. And I'll, and I'll even say this. It doesn't matter if you murdered somebody. Because Paul was a murderer of Christians. But God ooh, turned his life around. And he was one of the greatest apostles in the word of God. And he ended up leading thousands upon thousands to, to Christ. So God can use Paul then God sure enough can use you even if you made a mistake such as that. I encourage you to say this prayer of rededication with me. With your hands raised. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry for turning my back on you. Jesus, I'm sorry for allowing my past to get the best of me. Jesus, I'm sorry, God, for allowing my mistakes to keep me in bondage. I realize, Jesus, that I need you in my life more than I ever did before. I realize, Jesus, that without you in my life, I am nothing. But with you, Father, I am every, I can do anything. So, Jesus, I ask you to come back into my life and be my Lord and Savior once again. Wash me, renew me. Mold and shape me again. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me for my sins. And I make a decision right now to surrender for real this time. I'm not turning back, but I'm going to move forward. I'm going to move ahead. And I thank you, Jesus, that this day, this day, I have new life. So Jesus, I thank you and I love you. In Jesus name I pray. Amen.
If you pray that prayer and rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. To God be the glory. God is forgiving you. I encourage you to forgive yourself too. And now it's time to move forward. There's so much that God has in store for you. So much more that God has in store for you. And before I go, I do want to make sure that you guys know about all of our platforms. We have talked about our Facebook page, I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated, which you are watching live on right now. Also, our Instagram followers were live right now on I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect. And then we have our podcast platforms, all streaming platforms such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so many more is available to you for you to listen to. It will be um, up and uploaded tomorrow. So I encourage you that in your free time, if you want to listen to it on the way to work, at if you're on your break at work, whatever you want to do, it's available to you to listen to. All the podcasts for this series is available on those various platforms as well. So until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live, I pray that every single person has a wonderful Thanksgiving, that you truly take the time to thank God and take um, take time to just look back over your lives and just thank God of how he has brought you through the pandemic and God has provided for you and God has protected you and God has um, healed you. Whatever it is, just be thankful, thankful for your family, thankful for your friends, thankful for uh, whatever it is that God has blessed you with. I pray that you have a wonderful time with your families, with your loved ones. And until next time on Imperfectly Perfect, I will see you guys later. Have a great night.